Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, November 7th, 2018, and welcome to episode number 582 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time that here in the radio network, that being professional wrestling. First off, we will start things off with our wrestling news and views segment, which will, which will be brought to us tonight by our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared Girolamo. J.D. is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also a part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. <clears throat> also joined us in the TalkShoe chat box tonight with today in wrestling history, is the human suplex machine, Mr. John Gross. John, of course, is a 2000, the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. Before we get underway here with what our, our planned show is for the evening, let's welcome JD and John in here tonight for what should be a very explosive and dynamic episode 582. It should indeed. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And ladies and gentlemen, first off, I will let you know that our live video feed tonight will be coming to us from our group dedicated to the original Georgia Championship Wrestling, GCWS, Beginning of a Dream. Which you can visit our live video feed for Revolution episode 582 tonight. Uh, join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash forward slash, excuse me, GCWS Beginning Beyond. And if you also want to join us through TalkShoe.com, the phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Call ID 138 Press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we do have to talk about here this evening, which, of course, will include, in addition to our wrestling news reviews and history and birthdays, which we'll be, of course, talking about what took place here to last night on SmackDown Live. Of course, a lot of a lot of implications here, of course, coming from Friday's Crown Jewel show, as well as, of course, uh, you know, Survivor Series are on the horizon as well. A lot of things being heated up for Survivor Series, and we'll definitely be talking about that here this evening. Hopefully, we'll have a couple more folks pop on the show here momentarily uh, to give their take on everything going on as well. But uh, also, we'll have a little fun here in terms of our wrestling extras here tonight here as well. But hopefully, we'll have, like I said, a very a 
a very unique time here indeed. And before JD, I, I turn things over to you for a wrestling news abuser segment. I have to one. I have to address one thing. <clears throat> Earlier this evening, folks, as you, as you recall, every Wednesday night we do, of course, WWS outside of the ropes, where we talk about the, the latest pop culture news and views, and and also some other. Also have a little fun with the movie trivia challenge. Well, folks, we were kind of we were. Unfortunately, we did start a little bit late, and I do first off apologize about that. We did have a couple of couple of things take place, but we did get those resolved. But during the show here, uh, most of most of which had to do with, of course, apparently arguing with someone who claimed that they were part of Talk Shoe, saying that we were using profanity during our broadcast. And ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> myself. Gary DiGeronimo and John Gross were, of course, part of this show here tonight. And folks, so first of all, let me say here, first of all, that there are a lot of times, you know, we will, we will get upset. If we may say a word or two of that, you know, then that happens. I mean, that's human nature. But ladies and gentlemen, I assure you, and, 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 and for those who have been faithful listeners for the past three years of the WCWS radio network, that we have barely and rarely ever used any form of profanity at all whatsoever on any of our shows and all that when talking about any particular subject, even, of course, our primary subject of, 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 of the day, that being, of course, wrestling. And, <clears throat> and I can assure you here, ladies and gentlemen, that we do, uh, we do take great pride, of course, and, and we give our thoughts and opinions on everything that is going on here in the world, in addition to, of course, like I said, our main discussion, of course, of, about wrestling. And, but we do not use profanity 100% of the time. I mean, there may be one or two words, like I said, that might slip in, but that's, again, I say this is human nature. So to the person, so, so to the do- those who say, you know, who have come on and said, okay, well, you were doing this, and you have a strike against you and all that, and this is, in fact, valid, which, of course, we're still investigating that as well. I can assure you here, ladies and gentlemen, that we here at the WWS Radio Network are very uh, uh, people here full of, full of, we have full, full of morals. We have, are full of dignity, of honor, love, family, and respect. And we do not go around saying, using these terms, you know, that we have been accused of using. Especially, of course, it was aimed primarily towards me being, of course, the founder, of course, of the network and, of course, of our groups on Facebook. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will take good pride and take good took good uh, precaution to always make sure that anyone tries to pop on and try to interfere um, to, to of course, get their little uh, 15 minutes of fame at, the, at our expense. So, ladies and gentlemen, it... It may happen elsewhere, but it will not happen here in the WWS radio network. And I can personally assure you of that. We continue to stay strong here for the past three years, and we will keep on going until, you know, one of these days, which I hope that never happens, one of these days, if we ever get tired of doing it, then we may stop. But, you know, we're not going to stop. So we don't quit. We don't back down. We do what we can to provide you with, our, with, with of course, given our points of view, and by discussions, debates, talks, everything of that nature of what's going on here in the wrestling world and also the world around. So that being said, I do applaud and I do also appreciate, of course, Jared Drama and John Gross for, of course, their cooperation and their support and their and my appreciation to them for 
of course, <clears throat> for for what took place on outside the ropes earlier this evening. Unfortunately, we had to end the show early as a result of this. Um, so we apologize here for, for for all that, and we will we will continue to monitor the situation very carefully. So that being said, here let's turn the thing, just get rocking and rolling here, and let's turn things over to the Iceman Jared Jerome with our latest wrestling news and views segment. JD, please, sir, take it. Tonight on two on two oh five live, however, you will have the announcement, however, that there has been another match added to the Survivor Series lineup. It will be Mustafa Ali taking on Murphy's Law, Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight Championship, however, announced, however, on the show. In addition to that, however, on NXT, however, here are the matches that are listed for tonight's show. Heavy Machinery will take on Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler. Tainara Conti will take on the Pirate Girl herself, Dakota Kai. Johnny Gargano, aka Johnny Wrestling, promised to answer, quote, everything. And the Velveteen Dream will take on the big lion himself, Lars Sullivan, if you will. Meanwhile, in addition to that, however, mind you, like I said, folks, we have got a very interesting show lined up for you, however, like I said, our... <coughs> excuse me, on 205 Live, however. One of the matches that you will see on the show, however, tonight, however, will pit Murphy against Mark Andrews in a non-television match, and TJP, however, will take on another member of the Lucha 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 house party, if you will, however, if you will. Meanwhile, let's see what else is going on in the world news today. Hold on a second. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, in local, local ads are currently hyping up three matches upcoming for the TLC show in San Jose, believe it or not, however. And right now, however, here are the matches that have enlisted for the TLC show that will be coming up at the SAP Center on the 16th. Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax, however. Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose for the IC title. And... Braun Strowman to take on Drew McIntyre, believe it or not. Let's see, one more thing, let's see, I think we have one more thing, yes. Stephanie McMahon spoke during a web summer in Lisbon, Portugal, and had some high hopes for the WWE's future. When asked about the company's long-term future, McMahon said that she saw the company as having the potential to equal or surpass even Disney. Said McMahon, 10, 20, 30 years from now, however, there's no reason we can't be big as big as or bigger than Disney. Now that's a tall order, especially given recent transactions. However, there's no reason why we can't get there. You have to dream big, have big, bold goals, and go after them. And finally, however, in sports news, however, tomorrow night will be an interesting Thursday night game as Chad's Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton travel to Pittsburgh to take on Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The story here is not only because of the game, however, is, is because apparently, according to reports, a video was shown earlier this afternoon, however, that Le'Veon Bell, the former Steelers holdout who's been holding out most of the year, was actually seen in a fitness center late last night, however. There is no word if Bell will return following this week's action, however, but with a few days to go, however, Bell's status, however, staying with the Steelers beyond this year, however, is still pretty much in flux at this point, however. That being said, a lot of the talk shows and newspapers have been saying for weeks and months on end here in Pittsburgh, as well as social media, however, that Bell may or may not return to the Steelers. We will keep an eye on this. And also, one last bit of NFL news. Former Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Des the Diva Bryant has now signed a one-year contract with the New Orleans Saints. He is supposed to make his debut possibly this week with the Saints, with the Cowboys and the Saints set to play one another coming up the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Thank you very much, sir, J.D. And, of course, J.D., along with King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith is King Ice. 
their 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They're bringing all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS radio network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. So, Rick. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, here as we now go to the human surface machine, John Gross, who has our, rest, who's our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, November the 7th. 33 years ago today, which we put it at 1985, WWF, WWF excuse me, presented wrestling classic from the Rosemont Horizon in Rosemont, Illinois. About 14,000 were in attendance with 52,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. There were two common misconceptions about this show. Number one, this was not the first pay-per-view in WWF history. And number two, this was not the first tournament in WWF history. That honor went to the 1985 King of the Ring, which happened in July. The show's two hooks was a one-night single elimination tournament and a Rolls-Royce giveaway. Michael Hamley from Bativa, Illinois, won the car. Hmm, okay. In the first round of the tournament, Adrian Adonis defeated Corporal Kirchner. Dynamite Kid would defeat Nikolai Volkov in just six seconds. Randy Savage defeated Ivan Putsky. And Randy, Ricky Steamboat defeated Davy Boy Smith. Also, Junkyard Dog defeated Iron Sheik. Moondog Spot defeated Terry Funk by countout in just 17 seconds. And Tito Santana defeated the Magnificent Morocco. Paul Orndorff defeated Cowboy Bob Orton by DQ. In the quarterfinals, Dynamite Kid defeated Adrian Adonis. Randy Savage defeated Ricky Steamboat. Junkyard Dog defeated Moondog Spot. And Tito Santana and Paul Orndorff fought to a double countout, eliminating both men. That result gave Junkyard Dog a bye in the finals. In the semifinals, Randy Savage defeated Dynamite Kid. And, of course, JYD received the bye. And in the final matchup, and I think this match was on the greatest wrestling stars of the 80s DVD, if I'm not mistaken, Junkyard Dog defeated Randy Savage by countout to win the tournament. Excuse me. Sorry about that. In a non-tournament match, Hulk Hogan defeated Roddy Piper by DQ to retain the WWF title. 24 years ago today, which would put it at 1994, on Raw from Bushkill, Pennsylvania. J.D. Words, Bushkill. J.D. J.D. We'll get back to him in just one second. I'll, have to, I'll ask him this question. Uh, anyway, on, the, on Monday Night Raw in 1994 from Bushkill, Pennsylvania, WF champion Bret Hart and British Bulldog defeated Owen Hart and Jim Neidhart. Also on the show was announced that Randy Savage had left the WWF. His last appearance came on Halloween in 1994 when he interfered in the match between Lex Luger and Bob Backlund. Unfortunately, Savage and WWF could not reach an agreement and they parted ways, but Savage would join WCW a month later. Despite his contributions to the WWF, Savage never returned to the company, as rumors were that Savage may have had an inappropriate affair with Vince's daughter, Stephanie, but the rumors have not been proven. Of course, sadly, Randy would die of a heart attack in May 2011 and would be posthumously inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2015. 19 years ago today, put it at 1999, ECW presented November to Remember from Buffalo, New York. 14 years ago today, we put it at 2004, TNA enters the monthly pay-per-view era with Victory Road from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. 
This was the first TNA pay-per-view in history. In the main event, Jeff Jarrett defeated Jeff Hardy in a ladder match to retain the TNA title with interference from Scott Hall and the debuting Kevin Nash. This was Nash's first pay-per-view appearance since SummerSlam 03, but after the match, a surprise happened as Randy Savage also made his TNA debut, as this was his first appearance in a ring since 2000 and his first pay-per-view appearance since 1999. Thirteen years ago today, put it at 2005, TNA announced a video game deal that would be released in 2008, and it was called TNA Impact. Seven years ago today, put it at 2011, TNA announced that they have signed a deal with Ohio Valley Wrestling to become their developmental territory. The deal would just last just, just two years before budget cuts ended the relationship. One, one year ago today, we put it at 2017 in England, AJ Styles defeated Jinder Mahal to begin his 365-day reign as WWE champion. AJ Styles has celebrated with the WWE title for 365 days just now. Of course, so congratulations to AJ for reaching 365. That was the first time since 2003 that the, that the WWE Championship changed hands on SmackDown. And we have some, we have, of course, some birthdays right here. Today's a happy 61st birthday <clears throat> uh, to King Kong Bundy. 61 years old today. My goodness. How old is he? After graduate, after graduate 60, 61, King Kong Bundy. Nice. After graduating in 1974 from high school, he started a professional wrestling career seven years ago, debuting in the WWF under the ring name Chris Canyon. Interesting. In 1982, he would relocate to Texas, where he joined the WCCW. Bundy was also developed by the Von Erich family as Big Daddy Bundy, a combination of Shirley Crabtree's Big Daddy moniker and the surname of psychopathic serial killer Ted Bundy. He wore blue jeans with a rope belt and was a fan favorite. After disputing with the Von Erich family, Bundy was recruited by Fritz Von Erich with the Big Daddy portion of his monitor replaced by the name of cinematic monster King Kong. Wearing the bat black singlet for the first time to signify his change, he would lose his hair during the feud, adding to his signature look. That year, he would wrestle Fritz Von Erich in Fritz's retirement match where Fritz won at the Texas Stadium. He would compete in the AWA and NWA and had a tendency to demand a five count whenever he defeated his just a gimmick he started while wrestling for Mid-South Wrestling. During the time, Bundy also wrestled in Memphis, often teaming with Rick Rude and Jim Neidhart against Jerry Lawler and various faces. After appearing in New Japan Pro Wrestling and WWF in early 1985, Bundy would join the WWF as a heel in 1985 and was matched by Jimmy Hart. He was immediately pushed with dominating victories over all of his opponents. Bundy would continue his gimmick with a five count from the referee while pinning an opponent. In nine seconds at the inaugural WrestleMania on March 31st, 1985, Bundy defeated S.D. Jones for a special delivery Jones. It was actually 17 seconds. This remained the shortest match until the record was broken in 2008 when Kane defeated Chavo Guerrero to win the ECW title. September 1985, Bundy would join Bobby Heenan in feuding with Andre the Giant and where he broke the Giant's sternum. The two faced off for several months, including a pair of tag team matches on Saturday night's main event in late 1985. But Bundy's biggest feud in late 1985 when he targeted Hulk Hogan at Saturday night's main event as Hogan wrestled Don Morocco for the title. 
King Kong Bundy came out to attack Hogan, setting up for the match at WrestleMania 2 in a steel cage for the title, and where Hogan won the match. Bundy would reform his partnership with Big John Studd in 1986 and feuded with the Machines. They would also receive shots at the WWF tag team titles against the Bulldogs. After Studd left the WWF, he went to singles competition. At WrestleMania 3, he body slammed Little Beaver and delivered an elbow drop, causing his team's disqualification and his own tag team partners to turn against him. Beaver would sadly die in 1998. Bundy said that he hoped he wasn't responsible for Beaver's death. Beaver's death in December of 95 would be caused from the effects of emphysema. In the end of his WWF run, he appeared in the first Survivor Series main event match as part of Andre the Giant's team against Hulk Hogan's team, where the team won the match and would also defeat Hulk Hogan by countout at Saturday night's main event. Bundy would continue to wrestle house shows despite not being not being on TV. He would leave the WWF in February 1988. After leaving there in 88, Bundy went into semi-retirement wrestling only a handful of matches. He wrestled in 1993 at November to Remember in ECW, appearing as the mystery tag team partner of Terry Funk. Bundy would return to the WWF in the fall of 1994 and became a part of the Million Dollar Corporation. At the start of 95, he feuded with The Undertaker. Bundy and IRS would steal the Phenom's urn at the Royal Rumble. At WrestleMania 11, Bundy would be defeated by The Undertaker. He was pushed down as a jobber to the stars until his departure in the fall of 1995. He would wrestle on the independent circuit <clears throat> and wrestle for independent promotions in the United States until his retirement in 2007. And, and John says, all he's got for the history and birthdays here for today. So, John, thank you very much there, sir, for providing us with your wrestling history and birthdays here for this evening. And, J.D., of course, thank you very much for the wrestling news and views for tonight as well. Let's give you the number one more time here, folks. 1-605-562-0444. Call ID 138-055-POUND. This is episode 582 of WWS Revolution for, for excuse me, Wednesday, excuse me, November 7th, 2018. <clears throat> uh, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo, and the Human Surface Machine, John Gross, here with you here tonight. Also, of course, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from uh, our group GCWS, beginning of a dream tonight, I do see that uh, we have a gentleman named Clinton Blake Meyer who joined us here tonight. We do thank him for looking in. And, of course, as we always talk about here on the show, we also our good friend Captain Dave Spieler has joined us from GCWS here this evening. And, of course, J.D. always talks about uh, something special. Captain's Corner Podcast, definitely check it out, folks. It is definitely worth checking out. However, not going to be disappointed whatsoever. Thank you very very much, J.D., of course. I do definitely appreciate that. All right, there, folks. Let's see what we have here, of course, on the – I'll let John go first because i got a few minutes. i got to do some stuff here real quick. I'm just touching up on some stuff here, so bear with me, people. Okay, all right, JD. Thank you very much, sir. And uh, while we do that, let's see, uh, John. Let's see. Let's, let's get your take as to what happened on SmackDown Live. So please rip your rip off, sir, if you please. John says SmackDown wasn't as bad. It was a good show, although the viewership went down. Went down some because of election night, but SmackDown has gotten 
a pretty much a pretty stacked team for Survivor Series. Yes, I would. Does look like it does look that way there, John. Yes, indeed. John called Cap, uh, called Daniel Bryan as a team captain, but didn't expect the Miz to be co-captain. Now you got Daniel Bryan, the Miz, Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton, and Samoa Joe all on one same team. And John says it is a pretty stacked team. I I will definitely agree with that, John. John says he doesn't know if Raw can handle this group. Hmm. Well, like I said, only one way to find out is we'll have to, we'll have to look at that uh, on the 18th there, I believe. says congratulations are in order for AJ Styles on being WWE, WWE champion for 365 days although he wasn't there but John says he sent a special shout out to him being champion because he's definitely earned this and John says he doesn't care let him stay WWE champion forever <laughs> mm-hmm. well, anything's possible John in wrestling yes I do I, I, I would too. agree with that yes indeed John says also now we know that the ladies team is going to be Naomi Charlotte, Carmella, Asuka, and Sonya Deville. Very interesting team indeed. Also, a Johnson is also a, a stacked women's team right there. So you got to wonder who Alexis is going to pick this Monday night. John believes for the Raw team, it will be Sasha Banks, Bailey, Natalia, Nia Jackson, and Ember Moon. That'd be kind of interesting to see how what happened on Raw Monday between Nia and Ember Moon. Hmm. Of course, we'll just have to wait and see what happens next week. I and to give you an update on the hockey game between Pittsburgh and Washington, it's still 1-1 as we speak. It has been a good night so far. With two of the best out there. Of course, Casey DeSmith filling in for Matt Murray. He has stopped 18 of 19 so far. Brandon Holpe looking even better. 35 of 36 shots, however. But like I said, Sidney Crosby got his seventh lucky number seven early in the game. Assisted by Jack Johnson. And Alex Ovechkin, his 12th of the season on a power play. So it has been a very close game so far. The Penguins looking to even go two up on the Washington this season. While Washington's trying to even the series at one apiece. <laughs> Also, JD, we appreciate that. John says the Usos are going to be captains of the big tag team match on SmackDown, but John says who's going to be the captains of, of, of I guess, the uh, Raw uh, tag team elimination match. John says also there was an exciting matchup between Rey Mysterio and Andre Cien Almas. First time ever matchup. Almas has been slipping since he's joined the main roster. He's trying to come in on his own, but John was glad. John, I'll say it in a minute. John was glad this was a pretty good match. Okay, JD, thank you very much. And then Becky Lynch taking on Nikki Cross. Uh, Does this question that Nikki, does this answer the question Nikki Cross is not going to be a part of SmackDown along with Sanity? That's a good point there, John. I would, I mean, the thing about it is they need to try to keep refreshing, refreshing the new talent. Um, 
definitely in WWE. And of course, I need to start bringing a few more of the your competitors from NXT up, uh, definitely to try to keep things motivated and see what happens. So I, so I, I think it might be long overdue for that there, John. I do definitely agree with that. John says, Becky and Nikki, from what John read, he said it was a aggressive match because Sandy hasn't used Nikki when they debuted. Is she going to stay on SmackDown? Yeah, that could happen too, John. But like we said, Becky and Nikki, what John read was a very aggressive matchup. And from what I heard, John, it was indeed a very good point there indeed. And John says, that's all he's got for his review of SmackDown. So, John, thank you very much there, sir, for, for providing that. For providing that here to us tonight. Uh, let's see if uh, CJD, are you back with us? Okay, he has not he has not yet arrived back. So while we wait for JD to return, ladies and gentlemen, let me go ahead and give you a good program reminder here. Uh, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, uh, as I as I did speak earlier this evening, of course, as you know, our our tonight's episode of WWS Outside the Ropes was interrupted due to Due to, of course, inter- to interference from a from a rogue caller, I, th- I believe is what is what I'm predicting predicting this now to be. So, ladies and gentlemen, what we have decided to do is we're going to re-air uh, tonight's episode of Outside the Ropes. We're going to uh, actually have another episode of it tomorrow night at seven o'clock, right here on TalkShoe.com. As of course, me and JD will be bringing you, of course, the latest pop culture news and views. With her, hopefully we'll have the human surprise machine John Gross on as well with his uh with his points with his thoughts and opinions on everything we talk about. Then plus of course we will, I will definitely have a uh pop culture jeopardy around here of course for our for JD and John here tomorrow uh, tomorrow night here as of course we will go from seven to eight tomorrow night right here for on a special edition of outside the ropes to to like I said to make up for the make up for what happened uh Earlier this evening, um, for the for the situation that took place, so one four one three eight seven pound. We'll have a de- we'll definitely have another episode coming your way here uh, tomorrow night. Now let's go ahead and check in here right before. And of course, NWO Wolfpack as well coming up this uh, tomorrow night at nine o'clock. One three eight five two one pound. As we of course we'll talk about of course latest wrestling news and views and history and birthdays. Our live video feed will be from our tribute group to D-Generation X, DXUS, Are You Ready? So be sure to join us here for that as well, coming tomorrow night right here on TalkShoe.com. In the meantime, let's see, J.D., are you back with us, sir? I have returned. Okay. And now, J.D., It's a little loud. Sorry about that. Let me just turn that down a little. Okay. Um, now, JD, I pose the question to you, sir. Are you cooled off and are you warmed up? I am more than ready. Okay, thank you very much, sir, sir. And ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is a WCWS Radio Network exclusive. The Iceman Jared DiGiromo, as we said, always say here is not afraid to let out his thoughts and opinions on what takes place on all of our sh- on on of course on all the shows that pop on, including of course Raw, SmackDown, and all the pay-per-views, indeed. Uh, and of course, like I said, a lot of times it can get a little bit explosive. Um, so, and I'm sure tonight will not be any exception as he does talk about last night's edition of SmackDown Live. And speaking of the SmackDown Live with, with your SmackDown edition, of course, like I said, here's the Iceman JD, Jerry Geronimo with your SmackDown edition of the WCWS Icebreaker. 
Okay, before we get into that, we want to, this last night, however, in the news, however, we want to express our thoughts and condolences to the family of Jose Lothario, the trainer of longtime wrestler, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, who passed away suddenly yesterday at the age of 83. However, we still do not know the cause of death at this moment, however, but we will keep you up to date if we hear anything else, however, but our thoughts and prayers are with his family at this time. Of course, the show started off in jolly old England with Paige uh, thanking the crowd and said she wouldn't be there for long. However, she was ready to introduce, however, mind you, the commissioner and the man who won the World Cup, however, Shane O'Mac, who looked like a jackass. As a result, he said, however, that they were going to introduce the team captains for Team SmackDown going into the Survivor Series of Raw. One of them was Daniel Bryan, however. Then, of course, however, mind you, who decides to cut off the proceedings but everyone's favorite, the A-list suck actor, The Wiz, however, who, of course, took care for being the best one that's chain if he wanted to split the trophy 20 days in a month or maybe 10, or that maybe Shane could stay in one of his, one of, on one of his spare rooms. Miz then, of course, agitated for being team captain, said he was involved by saying by choosing Brian Shane have actually agreed. He said that Miz had also earned the right to be captain with his performance in the World Cup, and he and Paige had decided to agree to make them both co-captains. Well, if you ask me, that is kind of BS and crap, however, because once again, it shows Shane's abuse of power, however, has gone straight to his head and beyond, however, because he is totally a fool for doing this move, however. Anyway, of course, one of the matches that they announced for tonight, however, would be Rey Mysterio versus Andreas San Almas, however, mind you, however, and of course, the Usos taking on the New Day. Of course, this was our first match of the evening, the New Day versus the Usos, which, of course, the Usos defeated the New Day. Afterwards, however, Jimmy Uso talked about their exploits as opponents and said the SmackDown Tag Division wouldn't be the same without them both. Uso, of course, then asked them to join the team for the Survivor Series, and so now it looks like we've got the Usos New Day team up together, however, in some type of tag team thing coming up, however, at Survivor Series. Oh, goody. Let's just find a way to continue to bury Sanity, the club, and other teams, along with teams like the Revival, and, of course, the B-Team, if you ask me. Then, of course, Becky comes out and starts talking about this, however about how she's basically going to take care of Rhonda. However, after Rhonda said she was the best bitch on the planet on Monday night, however, she says that Survivor Series, I'm going to make your mind, make your mind, however. But then, of course, however, Becky was talking about her matchup, of course, with Rhonda and said, however, that uh, Champion Wills herself a reverse the injury defeat and Rhonda has been challenged. She said she's still the man in Survivor Series, Rhonda Titan, but I will be let down by her weak mind. She also said that she's been ground down and beaten on back up more times than she can count. But then who shows up to decide to challenge her, however? Then all of a sudden, Nikki Cross. Yes, folks, Nikki Cross from Sandy has made her debut on the main roster. And let's just say, things got a little interesting, however. And of course, however, told Becky she would play with her, however. And let's play repeatedly in an increasingly creepy manner. Becky quickly said the champ doesn't play, the champ fights, and that, of course, led us to our next match, Becky versus Nikki Cross, which Becky defeated her inside of six minutes, however. I will admit one thing, Nikki, for her first night in, held her own, did pretty good against Becky, however, but uh, the question is, however, is this the start of something here between Becky and Nikki? A new feud, perhaps, maybe? Or is Nikki up on the main roster with her boys, Sandy, finally trying to get something going for them, because they continue to get buried as well in the tag division? Well, we'll have to wait and see, however. 
But as we said, however, we then see Miz on the phone talking about his movie, and he was insulted that the studio wanted Becky rather than him for a promotional appearance. Daniel Bryan said that Rey Mysterio was selected for the team. Miz says that Rey hasn't done anything since he returned. Bryan listed off his accomplishments that he's on the team only if he wins against his matchup against Sin Almas later on. They then agreed that they would each pick someone for the last member of this team, and those two would have a match to determine who made the team later in the evening. Okay, this is just absolutely bullcrap if you ask me to see these two agree on something like this. This doesn't seem right at all. Anyway, our next match, Rey Mysterio versus Andreas St. Almas, was a good match, however, and as a result, Rey Jr. ended up winning, however. But then afterward, who shows up but the Viper striking with his fangs, if you want his little RKO out of nowhere, however, mind you. To lay out Ray Jr. because once again Randy is nothing more than a cry whiny, a whiny crybaby. However, still bitter about Ray Jr. defeating him. However, at Crown Jewel. Anyway, uh, Ray defeats Almas, so now it looks like Ray's on the team. However, but of course, like I said, he may not be on the team. However, depending on how uh, what happens next, but you never know. But like we said earlier, Ray defeated Almas. However, and because of this, uh, Randy Orton decided to take a cheap shot. However, and let's just say uh, lay out. Mysterio, however, with the RKO. Brian said that Miz and Miz said that they would be at ringside for the main event, however, and of course, however, Paige would announce the SmackDown women's announced team, or not the SmackDown announced team, the women's team that would be fighting Survivor Series. As a result, however, Miz and Brian would be out later on for the main event, which would be Joe versus Hardy. That was interesting, and of course, we then hear who uh, the women's team is consisting of. We see, however, Oscar, Naomi. Charlotte Flair, uh, Oscar, sorry, Naomi, Sonya Deville, however, and of course that Jersey Shore wannabe, gum-chewing, blonde bimbo herself, the Jersey Shore C, blank, 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 let's just say, who is a total hoe-bag, Carmella. But then who shows up as the fifth person, just when we thought it was going to be Charlotte Flair, and even though Charlotte, the week before, I think it was the week before, however, in Atlanta last week, however, uh, was going to be named the fifth member of the team, who shows up but Mandy the bimbo herself, uh, I can't wrestle worth a damn rose. And as a result, Howard Mandy said she wasn't uh, uh, the person they offered Howard. But Paige told her that she wasn't taking Charlotte's spot on the team, but asked why she, but she asked Paige why, however, she chose uh, Sonya over her, Howard. Well, let's just say she was not very happy about this, Howard, and things got interesting, Howard, mind you, and uh, things got a little testy, let's just say. She called Oscar yesterday's news. Yeah, smart move there, uh, Mandy, you stupid blonde bimbo. Carmel's title reign, short and pointless like you're dancing. Kind of good, spot on on that one. And then, of course, Sonya pulled Mandy and Naomi apart, however, and they stirred each other down to close the segment. However, so it looks like maybe next week we'll have a match between those two on the go-home show in St. Louis. Oh, goody, I'm so excited to see these two fight next week. Then we go to the main event, however, which Miz and Brian were with. The commentary team, however, consisting of, I believe, the commentary team was, I think it was our usual suspects of Graves, Phillips, and I think that nerd Saxton. I think it was. I'll have to double check. I don't remember. Anyway, we go to the main event. We see Jeff Hardy take on Samoa Joe. And as a result, Samoa Joe finds his way to basically pucker up to the backside of, once again, the authority by stealing Jeff Hardy's thunder in a big way. 
and denying him a spot on the team by basically making him choke out. Afterwards, Samoa Joe ran up uh, to Daniel Bryan, gloating his face while Bryan smashed him with forearms, and Joe tossed him right into the ring. Bryan then put on the S-lock. Miz broke it up, and Bryan dropped him. Shane ran down to break up the fight between the two of them. Bryan hip-tossed him over his shoulder. Shane was not very happy as Bryan headed out of the ring and headed up the ramp, storming out. However, so I can tell you right now there is a little tension on Team SmackDown right now heading into Survivor Series. I mean, again, I think it was stupid that they named Daniel Bryan and the Miz co-captains when it should have been Daniel Bryan, not the Miz. The Miz can cry all he wants. He's the best in the world, and he should have won the World Cup against Ziggler, and that he's still the A-lister. And that we know Miz, as I said so many times before, we know this and that. Over the course of time, you said it time and time again. We also know you're a little butt-kisser, if you ask me. So go figure. That's probably why you got your spot in, because you were kissing the authorities' backside and Shane's backside, too, just to get your spot in however, as the uh, team captain, if you will. But I think Daniel Bryan signed a little bit more than you, my friend, this year. In fact, he made, I mean, Miss, I understand you had some good matches this year, including that WrestleMania match, but what have you done as of late? Oh, that's right. You've lost to John Cena and Nikki Bella. You basically cheated because you had to have your wife, however, Maurice, however, get a cheap victory over Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella because you're nothing more than a chicken shit coward like you've always been. So, yeah, is this going to work, however, coming up in Los Angeles, however? No, I don't think it's going to work at all. It's going to fail, and it's going to fail bad, because I think Team Raw, however, whoever it may be, whether it's cocky-ass Corbin, however, which it looks like it's going to be, probably be on the team unless they find a way to replace him, they're going to have uh, Kurt, possibly, hopefully, uh, you got Kurt, Dolph, Drew, Braun, and whoever else is available on the team, however, Mind you, we'll find a way to deal with you, Shane O'Mac, because once again, for the second year in a row, however, Raw might find a way to stick it to you guys one more time, unless you find a way to stick it to Raw this year. But right now, going into the Survivor Series, you got tension on both teams, so it's going to be interesting to see where they go. Now, to the Mixed Match Challenge, and I'm one of the few, however, that talks about this cluster mess of a show. And what happened this week? Oh, let's take a look. We have, of course, Team B&B, however... Bailey and uh, Finn Balor lose, however, to Bobby Lashley and Mickey James. So once again, they find a way to continue to bury Finn Balor, however, because Bobby Lashley has to have the gum-chewing uh, girl, country girl herself, at his side, however, find a way to beat Finn and Bailey. And then, of course, you've got Team One Day Glow, however, name Jimmy Uso, beat the Jersey Shore whore wannabe herself, however, Carmella, and, of course, the dancing fool himself, R-Truth. Or should I say, are full, if you ask me. Like I said, however, it just continues to be a mess every week on Mixed Match Challenge. I wish to God that this thing would end already. I am tired of hearing about it every week and seeing the highlights every week or talking about it. So hopefully after this uh, season, whenever it ends, this will be the last season of it. I mean, they've only done two years of it so far, but I hope the Lord, however, they end this however, after the second season because right now it just continues to be a waste of time more and more. No, no two words could be spoken there, folks. I do thank you, of course, JD, for your SmackDown edition of the WCWS. And to continue to update you, it is still 1-1. Casey DeSmith has stopped 20 or 21 shots. John, your goal is playing very well, 40 or 41. Tonight. So, like I said, it has been a good game so far. But with 252 to go right now, it is still 1-1 as we speak late in the third period. And before we get back to action, maybe, 
Well, you know what? I'll save it till the end of the show because I want to ask Chad about this because Chad and I have a little, uh, let's just say, a rematch of sorts with a friendly little wager going on to possibly maybe tomorrow night. <laughs> okay. Sounds, sounds interesting there. Can't wait to get, talk, talk to you on here in just a few minutes about that. Very good indeed. Thank you very much, there, JD. Uh, let's give you this one more time, folks. One six zero five five six two zero four four four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. Episode five eighty two of WWS Revolution for uh, Wednesday, November seventh, two thousand eighteen. Mister WWS Chad Hinshaw with you alongside the Iceman Jerry Girolamo and the Human Suplex Machine John Gross. Here with you here tonight. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, as we discussed, of course, we have a special edition of Outside the Ropes tomorrow night. Uh, it's set from 7 to 8, 141387 pound. Of course, followed by NWO Wolfpack from 9 to 11, 138521 pound. Live video feed from DXUS, Are You Ready? Of course, wrestling news and views, history and birthdays, and other fun stuff. Uh, other wrestling extras will be coming your way here as well. And also, here, folks, don't forget Friday's edition of Revolution. Our live video feed will be from True Pioneers of Wrestling. Uh, <clears throat> more wrestling news and views, more history and birthdays, and some other fun wrestling extra stuff will be taking place here as well. Also, of course, coming up is Saturday and Saturday and Sunday, folks. We have a lot to talk about here. First off, uh, at six o'clock Saturday evening, we'll have our next edition of WWS Power Hour, as we of course review all the shows of the week that was here in the Radio Network. Let's also bring you the wrestling history and birthdays for this coming Saturday, as well as, of course, some wrestling news tidbits courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania. Uh, 141364 pound coming up at 6 o'clock Saturday night for the next edition of Power Hour. And then, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we will have, uh, we will have of course, a match to decide the title that was to be decided from uh, Crown Jewel this past weekend. Uh, it will be decided because of a tie in that title challenge, that match will be decided for this belt as the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach and Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziggler will be going at it for the AAA U.S. Mega Championship. And also this Sunday, Bobby will have another opportunity <coughs> to go home with, 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 with some gold here in D. <coughs> as, of course, as you know, Bobby made the open challenge here, here about the other week for the, uh, for his, for the Indy U.S. World Heavyweight Championship. And he, uh, the challenge has been accepted by the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. And so we will have a match for the Indy U.S. title between uh, Mr. Hulkamania will be defending against the Black Widow. But, of course, ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be more to, to this match on, uh, of course, this coming Sunday. Uh, as, you, as I've mentioned many, many times over here, of course, for quite some time, uh, the Black Widow and Mr. Hulkamania have co-held the WWS World Television Championship, and both have agreed to, of course, to the to this stipulation as well, that also the WWS TV title will also be on the line here as well, with the winner uh, winning the Indy US World Heavyweight title, which was the belt that was that the challenge was originally made for, and whoever will, uh, whoever comes in second place will go home and be the sole title holder of the WWS TV championship. So it will be a big time matchup here indeed. Of course, this will be Bobby's first two first two opportunities to, to, to go for some gold to uh, 
to possibly earn earn a little bit more gold here and <clears throat> hold on to, of course, a piece of gold as well. Coming up here on Wrestling Championship Challenge this Saturday night at 9 o'clock and also this Sunday at 8 o'clock. Of course, right here on Talk Show, of course, both caller IDs, or, but of course, for both episodes, call ID 146-507-POUND. Be sure not to miss out on that. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and let you know that uh, that the match that we had originally set up for this past Sunday between uh, John and Ann for the WWUS Intergender Championship, <clears throat> uh, of course, was postponed due to, of course, of some problems on TalkShoe.com. Um, we, of course, we did discover that I think it had something to do with daylight savings time, maybe being a factor. But like I said, we're we're uh, that's pretty much our that's pretty much our 100% assumption of this. So therefore, ladies and gentlemen, I have rescheduled the intergender championship match between John and Ann for Sunday the 18th, which is the night of Survivor Series. <clears throat> um, of course, it'll be at eight o'clock. Of course, right here on Talk Shoe 146 507 pound. As of course, uh, as like I've said before, the intergender belt will be up for grabs, and they, of course, a and they and I have have not decided whether or not we'll do a two, a, uh, a one board or a two board wrestling Jeopardy matchup, but we will of course we will definitely have that match coming up here Sunday, November the 18th, which is like I said, the night of Survivor Series, and also, ladies and gentlemen, I will let you know that the ahead of time here, and I can go ahead and and go ahead and vote and pass this out. Um, for Survivor Series, ladies and gentlemen, our prediction title challenge, the singles belt that will be up for grabs is the NWA US Anarchy Championship. Yes, indeed. The what championship? And the NWA US Anarchy Championship. Anarchy. Yes. Ooh, okay. And so the Survivor Series is going to be going to match up pretty well. And also, the tag belts will be up. Perhaps will be the OWN US World Tag Team Titles. So, some so three people will be walking out of there with some gold uh, after uh, Survivor Series, and of course, and we will do, of course, the crown the ceremony for that. Uh, of course, the Tuesday after Survivor Series, of course, on Revolution. So, so we all can't. We all are definitely looking forward to that there, indeed. <clears throat> and as we continue, as we continue to press on here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, hmm. And forgive me, folks, while we're trying to, of course, uh, uh, while Ooh, we try, I what we tell can... you right now, John, you guys even the score and one all. Damn it. So, John, unfortunately, your boy TJ Oshie with less than a minute and a half to go, however, did defeat the Pen- Looks like it's all but over now. The Capitals now have even the series, season series at one apiece. The Penguins continue to slide five in a row, but... Unfortunately, your boy Brandon Holpe played a good game tonight. How I give him credit, 41 of 42 stops. How our, our, our guy, however, stopped, uh, let's see, 20 of 22. Unfortunately, however, a lucky fluke goal by T.J. Oshin, your boy, that little weasel Alex D. Bag Ovechkin, however, found a way to get the job done. So you and Ovechkin and Oshin, the big O's, however, continue to make the Penguins have an O for 5 streak now. And, the Penguins lose another one, a tough one, and a heartbreaker. So the Caps now pull ahead of Pittsburgh, however, in the point total, however, shall we say, as the Penguins' five-game skid, now skid hits five in a row, heading into Saturday night. I mean, the Penguins have just been in a funk the past week and a half. But, yeah, your boys stole tonight, John, 2-1. to one, So you guys got a little lucky tonight, again. Where, where does the hurricane stand, J.D.? 
The Hurricanes are six and seven right now. They're not bad. They're not. They're they're right behind New York, however. They're above New Jersey, however. They're next to last in New Jersey, but the Islanders are in first. Columbus is in second. Washington will move up to third. The Penguins go down to fourth. Uh, in a fifth-way tie, Philly, New York, Carolina's in between sixth or seventh right now. So they're doing okay. They're six and seven right now, two ties. But like I said, the Penguins, I mean, started out good. They were six and one, and in the last four games, they have just been struggling. And I mean struggling hard, however. So unfortunately, yep, Washington, however, steals another one, however. So the next time they will be playing each other, John, will be the 19th, however, however. And I believe that game will be, I'm thinking, I think that game's in Pittsburgh, I think, this time. Unless we're back in you guys again. Let's see. Uh, nope, it will be back in Washington. You guys don't come here till March. But, uh, so we don't play you guys for another, uh, like, four weeks or so. But you guys even the score tonight, however, as Ovechkin knows, she found a way to get the job done. And, you know, Crosby got his seventh goal of the season. continues to play pretty well, even though he's been struggling with this streak as of late. The Penguins continue to flounder five games now. Thank you very much, here, JD, for keeping us up to date there with that on the hockey. I do thank you very, very much. Uh, let's see here, guys. Um, hmm. Uh, hmm. Well, hmm. I say. Uh, here. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Let me take a see. Uh, well, hmm. what we have. I'll be right back. Again, sorry I'm running around like crazy night, guys, but I'll be back. All right, no problem. No problem more. And ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we're just, uh, of course, uh, reviewing uh, 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 several little things here to, uh, here, of course, like I said, to, to occupy, occupy, of course, remaining, uh, remaining 45 minutes we have, of course, of episode 582 of Revolution tonight. Um, I will go ahead, ladies and gentlemen, talk about uh, the fact here that we have not had any other updates here concerning uh, um, concerning the uh, uh, the poll that I have made. Of course, everybody, what everybody's talked for about Crown Jewel this past Friday. Um, um, I did happen to notice that I think the one match so far that seems to have been the, the most popular of them all was, of course, the... Um, the matchup here, putting uh, DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. Also, of course, we did have uh, some thoughts about the. Uh, let me see what else. What else was it? The SmackDown tag. Let's see, no, I'm sorry. 
Uh, I think the World Cup was another one that was voted on. And I do also think that the uh, uh, um, the WWE I'm, title match, either the down tag titles or the, okay, JD, either the, I think some, some we have a couple folks out of the WWE title match or the SmackDown tag title match at Crown Jewel, and I'll receive, I think, a vote for that as well. But the poll is still up there, of course, on the Revolution Radio Facebook page. If you care to, um, if you care to, uh, of course, uh, check that, check that out there as well. Um, and, uh, and of course, you can vote, you can vote on it anytime. There's no limit at all whatsoever about um, about about how, how often you can about. There's no expiration date on it, so you can vote on it at any time. Uh, hmm. Uh, well, no, that's not a bad idea. And, Uh, one thing I did hear also, uh, I'm sure everyone heard about the whole uh, incident that happened with that reporter today, however. Um, where, where was this at? Uh, I guess in the White House today, uh, Acosta, whatever his name is, however, I guess his name is. He's from CNN. They have suspended him. Wait a minute, I think I did yeah. yeah, Jim Acosta had a heated exchange with the president, who called uh, with President Trump, who called the reporter a rude, terrible person, and his credentials have been revoked. Okay, this is I'm going to go off on this a little bit, and then we I know we don't talk we do talk politics somewhat a little bit here and there sometimes on the show. First off, the president was wrong, dead wrong, what he did. I mean, that reporter's trying to ask a simple question and do his job. And then supposedly they said how I guess the reporter got involved with someone with Sarah Huckabee Sanders. How it says, yeah, it says here, they revoked after an intern. After, and it says here they revoked his press credentials. How after he he exchanged with the president. However, and uh, it says how Sarah Huckabee Sanders told reporters today, as a result of today's incident, the White House is suspending the hard pass of the report and devolved until further notice. Okay, first off, Miss Sanders. Like the president, to quote Chris Jericho, please just shut the you-know-what up, okay? You're a stupid, conniving little snot who's the president's little press secretary, yes woman, who basically has her lips pressed against the president's backside. And you're telling me that, there's, that you're speaking for the president, that that reporter should be suspended? Bull. Bull. Apparently, apparently they're not. They're they're saying that uh, the um, um, freedom freedom of the uh, press here apparently is no longer applying here in this case. It looks like no, no. This is what uh, it says. It goes on to say CNN Communications and Stephen posted to Twitter. It was done in retaliation for his challenging questions to today's press conference. It said Trump called Acosta, quote, a rude, terrible person when he refused to sit down after asking the president about a racist anti-immigration ad his re-election campaign had paid for and promoted ahead of the midterm elections. 
Acosta refused to give up the microphone when a White House intern tried to grab it from him, infuriating Trump. And then Trump said to Acosta, however, I'll tell you what, CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You shouldn't be working for CNN. Okay, well, I'm sure there's going to be some talk about that there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's, uh, everybody's had a bad day here today, apparently. Uh, so. But apparently, like I said, uh, you know, the freedom... There's just another way, I think, I'm sure you would agree, J.D., that they're pretty much covering up the truth. Yep. Uh, but what's in the commonplace these days, that's what people will do in order to make themselves look good, is just to cover up the truth. We see it pretty much everywhere. I do 100%. Uh, I do. I do 100% agree with you, JD. 100% indeed. Uh, um, here is, of course, um, I, I did find a little something here. Uh, uh, and then we have here. Uh, looks like the top 30. Um, Survivor Series pay-per-views of all time. Oh, um, okay. And, and like that, all I'm going to do is I'm just going to name the pay-per-view, um, and I can, if, if anyone needs me to probably give some highlights as to, I'm sure, I'm sure y'all have an idea as to who was probably involved in a lot of these pay-per-views, a lot of these Survivor Series, but if need be, I can, uh, I can always, uh, I can always, uh, uh, <clears throat> inform inform me about maybe some of the some key moments that so that way I can might you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of uh, okay. Okay. Number thirty on the list here is the Survivor Series from 1994, and this is according to Uprocks.com, which came out with this about a year ago. Uh, today, uh, about like a year ago. So last year they came out with this. They came out with this ranking. Um, let me, and I'll just, I'll just name these two, uh, the, the, what they got for the, what they thought in their opinion was the best match and the most memorable moment. Yeah. And yeah. I'll get yours and John's opinion. That sounds good. And then again, first of all, like the number 30 is, the, okay. Thank you. Uh, number 30 is like I said, the Survivor Series from 1994. I mean, this is from uprocks.com. This is not our opinion. It's theirs. I'm just reading off what, what they are saying. Okay. The best match, according to Uprocks from 94 Survivor Series, was the Bad Guys, who was a team of Razor Ramon, the 123 Kid, the British Bulldog, Fatou, and Sion, the Teamsters, who consisted of Shawn Michaels, Diesel, Owen Hart, Jim Neidhart, and Jeff Jarrett. The most memorable moment was when Owen Hart cost Bret Hart the WWF title by getting their mother, Helen Hart, to throw in the towel against uh, Bob Backlund. Uh, JD, let's get your take on Survivor Series '94. That was the worst match they said, or the best match? That was the most. I was saying, well, what the best match I mentioned? They said they said was the best one, and also I named the most memorable moment from that pay per view. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, the most memorable moment I would definitely have to agree with because, I mean, that was when Backlund came back, Howard, trying to make a statement, Howard, and he said, oh, I'm going to, like I said, Howard, do this and that, Howard, and, you know, I'm going to make my, my statement loud and proud, however. I mean, he had been in the WWE, however, for quite some time, however. I mean, I think he showed, however, he wasn't, I mean, like I said, he attacked, I know, his former manager, Arnie Skolan, however, and everything like that, however. It's just, I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of questions about this and that. However, like I said, however, I think, like I said, there was a lot of people wondering about this and that. However, um, I do remember his mom threw in the towel referring to Bret Hart's mom, however, because uh, she was worried about Bret uh, having her arm, his arm broken and everything like that. It's just, I don't know. It's just, to me, it was interesting, let's just say, that it happened. And like I said, how it was surprising that uh, Backlund wasn't champion for very long. I mean, he'd been out of the business for almost 10 years at the time. He comes back, however, like a few months beforehand, and everyone thought at first when he was going to come back, he was going to come back like the smiley, happy, howdy-do-to-go-lucky guy that he had been throughout the 70s, late 70s into the early 80s. But I think just I think he was tired of being like uh, the fan favorite, however, and his heel turn was interesting, let's just say, him uh, going after uh, Bret Hart and his uh, former manager, Arnie Scullin, was very interesting, too. And, of course, he would drop the title shortly after that to Kevin Nash in Madison Square Garden in record eight seconds. Uh, I vaguely remember the Teamsters' uh, good guy match. I thought it was okay, but I don't think that was one of the better moments of the show. I think the backland Bret Hart thing is still sticking out in everyone's mind. John, let's get your take on Survivor Series 94, sir, if you do recall this particular um, pay-per-view. John says, Hart and Backlund was good. The other match was good. Showcase the domination of Diesel in that elimination match. There you go. So, uh, very good point of view there, John. Thank you very much there, sir. Before we continue, I do believe we have a visitor. Um, if I'm not, and I will go ahead and uh, go ahead and I uh, think get some hints and some clues right here. This gentleman here, of course, is a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer. He is also, of course, a He's also, of course, a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. He's also, of course, known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network. If you think of, if you think of this man, of course, about, of course, 60, that 60 sitcom Happy Days, where, of course, that's that big one of the central characters there went a little something just like this. You went a. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, it is Fonzie. Fonzie's made it on here with us here for 582 of uh, Revolution. And uh, uh, Fonzie, uh, of course, sir, we do say welcome to you on uh, what has been a very interesting evening here in the radio network here tonight. Uh, we won't go into any other details as to what happened earlier, but of course, uh, nonetheless, uh, it has been a very interesting evening. I'm sure JD and John can definitely vouch for that. But, um, yes, indeed. Uh, Fonzie, what we're doing now is is going is is doing a, a um, according to uh, uh, uprocks.com. 
we are going through a list of this is this was made last year of the top um of the of the top uh, uh survivor series pay-per-views the best ones not particular moments but the pay-per-views themselves so this, <clears throat> so again, was from Survivor Series 1994. Uh, this one, right? Let me. I'll go back to. Let me get here. Um, uh, according to Uprocks.com, they said the best match was the, the elimination match between, consisted of Rachel Ramon, the One Two Three Kid, the British Bulldog, Batu, and Sion. Versus the Teamsters, who of course was made up of Shawn Michaels, Diesel, Owen Hart, Jim Neidhart, and Jeff Jarrett. Plus, also the most memorable moment from this pay-per-view was when Owen Hart cost Breath title by getting their mother, Helen Hart, by throwing the allowing Bob Backlund to win the belt. What's your take on this pay? Uh. Yeah, it was a pretty interesting. It was, it was awesome. Indeed. I would agree with that. <clears throat> uh, next up here, JD, we'll go back to you, sir. Let's number, go to number 29, Survivor Series 1993. The best match here, according to uprocks.com, from this event was Team Razor Ramon, which consisted of Razor Ramon. Randy Savage, Marty Jannetty, and the One Two Three Kid versus Team IRS, which consisted of IRS, Eagle, Whit Martell, and Adam Bomb. The most memorable moment was when Owen Hart freaking out after he was the only member of the Hart Brothers team to be eliminated, which set off his incredible heel run in 1994. JD, what's your take on Survivor Series '93? It was a good match. I remember the uh, Razor Ramon team somewhat pretty well, but I do remember the Owen turn, however, quite well. I had a chance to watch that not too long ago, however, and I remember, if you remember, too, uh, Ray, uh, Ray Combs yeah. was the MC of that, however, and that was the last time the Survivor Series, however, and I think that was one of the last big events in the Boston Garden, if you remember, too. Uh, John, your take here on Survivor Series 93? John says it was a pretty much a much pretty exciting contest. Okay, John. Thank you much. Fonzie, your take on Survivor Series '93? Yeah, it was a pretty good. I saw this one. It was pretty good. All right, there, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Let's see what we have for number twenty-eight. Oh, here. We Oh, excuse me. Hmm, sorry. That's <clears throat> not up on me. Uh, number 28 here was Survivor Series from 1990. As, of course, according to uprocks.com, the best match of the night was the million dollar team consisted of Ted DiBiase, The Undertaker, and, and Rhythm, who, of course, as you know, was Honky Tonk Man and Greg Fallon. This is the dream team. Which consisted of Dusty Rhodes, Coco Beware, and the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart. The most memorable moment 
of this. Obviously, of course, I would agree with, I would definitely would agree with this. And I'm sure everyone, when I say what it is, everyone would well as well. The debut of The Undertaker. He started at a tape at a taping before this, but this was considered the real debut. Who knew that this guy would go on to be one of the biggest names in WWE history over the next 20, of course, I guess you can start saying now 28 years. It's cool to watch early Undertaker and see how int intimidating he was. J.D., your take about Survivor Series 1990. Oh, yes. And, of course, we know that uh, Paul Bear, however, was not the first man. <laughs> it was Brother Love, however, came out because Ted DiBiase brought him in from WCW. Yeah, The Undertaker making his debut in 1990, very, very interesting to say the least, how, and he definitely made an impact. I mean, he was not afraid to show early on how he wanted to make an impact, however, and let's just say how it was very interesting to see how his debut went, how, back in the day. The debut of The Undertaker was awesome. And yes, John, I would agree with that. Uh, JD, I mean, Fonzie, your thoughts here on our series of 1990? Yep, I remember this one. It was great. Oh, yes, I mean, of course, I, of course, I, I mean, I think, I think what really did it, what really put this Survivor Series on the map was the fact that The Undertaker Undertaker's debut it had to be in my personal opinion. I would think. I mean, that's just that's just me. There. Uh, now the next one here on the list here, guys, number twenty-seven, Survivor Series from nineteen eighty-nine. The best match here: the Rude Brood, which consisted of Rick Rude, Mister Perfect, and the fabulous Rujos, Jacques and Raymond, versus Roddy's Rowdies, who consisted of Roddy, of Roddy Piper, Jimmy Snuka, and Packers, Butch and Luke. The most memorable moment, Andre the Giant being eliminated in 27 seconds by Kana from an Ultimate Warrior clothesline. He was near the end of his career in life. Of course, sadly, he did pass away in 1993, but he really couldn't do much in the match. It was still a shock to see him being eliminated so easily. J.D., your thoughts on Survivor Series 89? Very entertaining. However, you had Rick Rue, like you said, however... It was very interesting to see what he did. However, obviously, of course, taking on, like I said, how I was, like I said, he had uh, Roddy Piper to deal with, and of course, Piper. You said, who was his team again, and who was Rude's team? Like you said, Rude had Rougeau brothers, and who else was his team? Uh, you can go wrong with that. You can go wrong with that perfect trio. And Piper had uh, Jimmy Snuka and the Bushwhackers. Piper and Snook on the same team after being rivals for so long was pretty wild to say the least. Let's just say. And who? What was the most OMG moment that on that show? Andre the Giant being eliminated in 27 seconds by a countout from Ultimate Warrior clothesline. Yeah, that's surprising because I mean this was near Andre the end of Andre's career, and it was really sad to see Andre go out that way. It really was after doing being dominant for so long. And that too, yes, indeed, very nice indeed. John says this was a good Survivor Series match as well. Will not lie about that. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Fonzie Survivor Series '89, man. What's your thoughts about this? Uh, I don't, I don't remember this one, honestly. 
We'll have to we'll have to of course find you uh, find you some older uh, favorite stuff or JDM chicken hunt. I I have some DVDs. Like I said, if he was close to me, I'd definitely loan him some DVDs. I got some good ones in the library. I can loan them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let, 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 let's get Fonzie acquainted with it. I think it might be a good idea. Yeah, you can. Fonzie, get we're going to get acquainted. We're going to get you acquainted. Well, yeah. But let me tell you something, JD. The tapes and DVDs do not. The network does not do it justice, man. They're going to cut out the good no, stuff. No, tapes and DVDs, you're right, though. Do it justice. Yes. Yes, it does indeed. That's, that's where you have some. Yeah, Fonzie, we're going to set you up. We'll get you acquainted with old classic stuff. So there you go. Uh, next up here, number 26 on the list here. Let's get your, everyone's take care of starting with JD. Uh, Survivor Series from 1991. The best match from this one, according to Uproxx, was Ric Flair, the Mountie, Teddy Biasi, and the Warlord versus Roddy Piper, Bret Hart, Virgil, and Davy Boy Smith. And the most memorable moment was Undertaker wins his first title over Hulk Hogan, thanks to interference from Ric Flair. Uh, according to Uprocks and their terrible match, ending with Undertaker hitting the tombstone on a steel chair that was held by Flair. Most people assumed this would eventually lead to Hogan versus Flair WrestleMania 8, but of course that didn't happen. JD, your thoughts on Survivor Series 91? Ric Flair definitely showed in 1991 after all the crap that went down in WCW with Jim Hurd and all the people down in Turnerland, however, what it was going to take to come up to the Northeast, however, in WWE, however, and he definitely made a splash a few months in, however, and he wasn't afraid to show how much of a big splash he wanted to make in, however. Yeah. And you saw him early on make an impact early in the show, and then later in the show, of course, you saw him help The Undertaker win, of course, however, in a very questionable, controversial finish in Detroit, however, at the show, and of course, two weeks later, Later, we would see the rematch between those two however, at this Tuesday in Texas in San Antonio. And speaking of LA, however, we got a good game right now in ESPN in basketball. We got the T Wolves and Jimmy Butler taking on LeBron James, Lonzo Ball, and the Lakers from the Staples Center. That'll be a good, that'll be a pretty good game right there, indeed. Yep. Uh, John, your take on Survivor Series '91 right there. John said this was the favorite memorable moment. It was Undertaker's time. He could have held on to the championship for as long as he could. John could have seen him take a hold of the title through the 92 Survivor Series had he stayed. That's a, good, that's a good thought. That's not a bad thought about that. Uh, JD, I mean, Fonzie, your thoughts on Survivor Series from 91? Uh, I'm going to agree with JD says. All right. Yeah, we're going to get Fonzie set up here, ladies and gentlemen, on old school stuff here. Especially like Silver Survivor Series on the horizon. We're definitely going to set you up big time. Uh, and a quick side note on that Laker game to let here. you know real quick, how are, if you have not heard, I mean, there was a big article about this in the LA Times. Uh, today's what day? Today's the 7th. Yeah, three days ago, however, I guess it was, however, uh, mind you, however, like I said, however, uh, like I said, however, three days ago, there was a big article. Bill Plasky wrote this, however, in the, uh, like I said, LA Times. I think it was uh, last Thursday. Yeah, it was last Thursday. If Luke Walton does not change this team around, and even Reggie Miller talked about this this morning on the Dan Patrick show, however, if uh, Luke Walton and uh, the Lakers don't change their tune very soon, he could be ousted. There's some very serious tension out there right now in LA of what's going on. Oh, my goodness. 
We'll definitely have to keep our eyes open on that indeed. All right, this one I think everybody would probably remember this one. Number 25 here, we'll go to JD on this. Survivor Series from 1999. The best oh. match, according to uprocks.com, was a team of Too Cool, Brian Christopher, and Scotty Too Hotty, teaming up with the Hollies, Hardcore, and Crash, versus Edging Christian and the Hardy Boys. The most memorable moment, I'm sure a lot, I think, I think the guys here uh, probably re remember all this, but I'm most going to just say it anyway. Most memorable moment was when Steve Austin got run over by a car in the parking lot. Austin was advertised in the main event triple threat, but was taken out by a car in the parking lot. Austin's neck injury was so bad that he had to have major surgery, and he missed 11 months of action. In October of 2000, Rikishi was revealed as the driver because he oh, did it. Good. <laughs> I'm sorry, JD. Your thoughts on Survivor Series? Uh, from oh, I did it for I did it for the Rock. I did it for the Rock. That's all we can remember that line very, very well. How you know? It just I don't know. I mean, it was really weird to see Austin be out almost a year because of that neck injury. And had he not been out of that neck injury, how been out because of that neck injury it would have been a different story. However. But like I said, however, it was very interesting. However, like I said, okay. And it seems like, uh oh, everybody. All right, JD, go break out the gas mask. Okay, here we go. John says he does. He definitely does remember this incident to this very day. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? I mean, definitely. Who, who doesn't remember that? Um, uh, Fonzie. Your take on Survivor Series in '99. I agree with JD. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Nufans. The next one here, guys, number 24 on the list here, will be Survivor Series, and this is a more I mean, recent one, so I think I have my. I think your Bible would definitely remember this one right here, Survivor Series from 2010. And this is according to uprocks.com here. If y'all remember this pay-per-view pretty well. The best match according to uprocks, in my opinion, was Daniel Bryan versus Ted DiBiase for the U.S. title. The most memorable moment was when Randy Orton and John Cena fighting off the Nexus. Cena was fired after this show, even though he was never actually off of TV while he was fired. It was a lame storyline. J.D., your thoughts here on Survivor Series in 2010? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was very lame when you think about it, Howard. And just, it was not one of the better Survivor Series, in my opinion, Howard. It could have been a lot better, but it just was not all that great, you know. I mean, there's indeed. Uh, let's see what John has to say right here about uh, about this. Uh, um, John, uh, Survivor Series. One thing I will say about the American hockey while John's doing that real quick, I'll let John finish up. Go ahead. Okay. John says he does agree with what you had to say, J.D. Uh, Fonz, before we get to you, let's see what J.D. has to say. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say real quick, however, like I said, our, uh, one thing about the hockey game tonight that did happen, however, and I will mention this, however, and Fonz, you probably did see the play, however, 
I think one of our main guys is going to be out for action for a little while, shall we say. Because he took a Ooh. cheap shot. Malkin, remember when he took that shot to OG? Uh, that was bullshit. That was crap. I know. Yeah, but you know he's going to get fined for that. They're going to find suspended for that. And I agree. It was BS. It was a bad call. But I think That's they're going to suspend First goal. That's how they scored the first goal. Yeah. But, oh well. It Bonzi. is what it is. Yes, indeed. Bonzi, your take on Survivor Series from 2010. Yeah, this was pretty awesome. I like, I love this one. It was great. Besides John Cena or whatever, but it was this one was a good one. I like. All right, thank you very much, thank you very much, dear sir. Let's see what we have. We'll get two or three more, and of course, probably. Okay, so uh, <laughs> number twenty-three here. This one I think should have been my personal. It should have been a little bit higher on this list of the top of your top thirty Survivor Series, but. Um, but they got it right here at number 23 here, and I'm, when I say which one it is, everybody here, well, I'm sure will we'll under, we'll understand what I'm talking about. And that is Survivor Series from 1997. Born to Uproxx.com, they said the best match from this one was Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart for the title. And the most memorable moment, in their opinion, was the interrogator as the sole survivor for his team. Um, of course, not exactly. Uh, obviously, it was the Montreal job. JD, your thoughts on Survivor Series 97? Yeah, the best match of 97, I think, however, was up there. But the OMG moment should be up there with the best moment, too. And also Owen and Austin, I think. If you think about it, how soon what happened. I think the OMG moment and the best moment should all be in a tie. Because that, I mean, we'll talk about it on Friday. It doesn't seem like it was 22 years ago, however, that it, or 21 years ago that it happened, believe it or not. But it did, and don't figure. Unbelievable. And I'm sure, I'm sure that's one thing that Bret Hart continues to get asked every single day. Not every single day. I would say every, close to every single day, I would say, yeah. But also probably almost every... Well, it's hard to say. Uh, not, I wouldn't say every single day, but I would say almost every other day. How he probably gets asked. I would think. I mean, maybe every other day or every year around this time, you know. Well, of course, whenever he gets invited to a wrestling sh- a wrestling show to talk to talk wrestling of the past and all, I'm sure that's something that is. Oh yeah, up. that's one of the bigger moments. Yeah, no doubt. Yes. Uh, John says, of course, the Montreal Screw Cup. We could ever get that. And of course, John says he knows that I'm probably going to talk about that on Friday. Uh, well, I know, but like I said, I'm just bringing it up because, like I said, it's on the list here. That's the reason why I bring it up. Bonzi, your take on Survivor Series from 97. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with JD and John says. Okay. All right, fine. All right. Some good thoughts and opinions here, folks, so far here. On some memorable moments. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Number 22 right here. Uh, and JD, I'll start with you on this. Was Survivor Series from 2006. According to Upbox.com, I don't necessarily agree with this, but this is what they said, and I'll voice an opinion about this before I turn loose on everybody. 
They, according to uprocks.com, said the best match was Team Cena that consisted of John Cena, RVD, Sabu, Bobby Lashley, and Kane versus Team Big Show, which consisted of Big Show, MVP, Test, Umaga, and Finley. Most memorable moment, uh, of course, according to uprocks here, uh, there's not really a positive moment that stands out from this one. But they remember most that leader retired at this show and was humiliated after the match by crime time, selling her, selling some of her, selling her some of her items in a wholesale due to due to her heel character reputation. A segment like that will never make it on WWE TV today. Um, first off, let me before I turn to the turn to I got a question here. I totally disagree about what the best best match was. I thought it was the best match, best match that they had was DX, the Hardys, and CM Punk versus uh, I do believe it, who was it? It was uh, it was uh, John, it was John it was uh, John Morrison, Gregory Helms, Mike Knox, Edge, and Randy Orton. I do believe I'm not mistaken. I thought that one was a lot better than than the match that they that's that's my personal opinion there. Uh, <clears throat> because DX, the Hardys, and CM Punk really cleaned house at that in their match. And they did. Opinion. If they, and uh, JDS, get your take on Survivor Series in 06. Stop with that. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I mean, what year was this again? 06. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, like I said, you had DX, you had, uh, like I said, the Hurricane and uh, all those guys and everything like that. I mean, go figure, you know. I mean, it was entertaining. I mean, it was a good, uh, interesting thing, you know. I mean, it was very interesting, you know. Uh, John, your thoughts here on Survivor Series in 06? John says it was amazing. It was an amazing match with DX versus Rated RKO. John said DX really swept him out. Uh, yeah, I do agree with that, John. Yes, indeed. Uh, um, uh, Fonzie, your take on Survivor Series in those six? Um, yeah, this was pretty good. This was pretty good. Okay. Okay. All right, guys, we'll do one more before we, before we close up shop here for tonight here. Uh, <clears throat> uh, number, we'll do number 21 right here. This is, a, this is also a most recent one here, too. Uh, let's, get, let's get everyone's take on this, and I'll start with J.D. on here. Um, uh, Survivor Series from 2013. Uh, according to uprocks.com, the best match. Was Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns, also Cesaro and Jack Swagger on their team, versus Rey Mysterio, Goldust, Cody Rhodes, Usos. The most memorable moment was Roman Reigns eliminating three guys and winning for his team. Uh, JD, your thoughts on Survivor Series in 2013? Only fitting if the Shield is a road vest match and also in the same spot. Go figure. Uh, John, John said this was a good match. Okay, thank you there, John. Fonzie, your take on Survivor Series from 2013. 
Oh, very good. That's good. Absolutely, there, folks. And guys, we'll do it. We'll do a, a couple. We'll do some more of these, of course, tomorrow night on NWO Wolfpack here, uh, as we will start off with number twenty and go down the list. Of, list again here we have some very and the, and the first one we'll start off with tomorrow is going to be a very unique one there indeed i think everyone will uh will def will definitely of course enjoy this indeed uh before um before of course i before we close up shop here for tonight let me go around the table here and ask around jd anything you wish to ask sir before we close up for me uh come back to me last time Okay, 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 I got you. Uh, John, anything you wish to add, sir, before we close up? It says no, okay. And Fonzie, anything, sir, you wish to add, sir, before we close up shop for the evening? No, I'm okay. Okay. All right. And before we go here, folks, I think uh, this is sweeping back over to JD. I think he could have something, uh, have something on his mind here he wanted to address. So, JD, please go ahead. Well, it's totally not investing late, but tomorrow night, as you know, Thursday night football is usually on every week. Well, tomorrow night's going to be a little extra sweet because tomorrow night, however, it will be a battle once again of Chad's boys, the Cam Newton's and company, coming to the Steel City against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, of course, this is the Thursday night game of the week. Now, we saw earlier in the preseason what happened, however, between the two teams. So, I know we got a show at 7 o'clock, however, with Outside the Ropes. Wolfpack scheduled to be at 9, and I understand we could have a surprise, maybe a surprise, uh, maybe visit a return as we haven't heard from her in a while, at 9. But, that's beside the point. Uh, like I said, Howard, this is, uh, like I said, Howard, uh, like I, oh man, this is crazy. Uh, hold on, let me just mute this for a minute. I'm just laughing something pretty funny. But, I will ask Chad if he wants to have a little wager maybe go on tomorrow night between Carolina and Pittsburgh. <laughs> Well, the Iceman bucks up to the boss. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then you're going to laugh at this. I just saw some someone put up a story how a wild turkey got inside the couple's, this couple's house. I'm not sure where it was. And the person, the people just called 911. Huh. I didn't know a bottle of wild turkey can go that far. Yeah, neither did I. Uh, but go on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, you know what? Let's let let's hear what you got there, JD. What you, what you, what's your what's your? I'm what's actually your... letting you take the stakes this time because the last time I bet you, however, I won. You 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 I, like I said, I made the stakes last time. I think it was it was your turn this time. I think is how it went this time. I think you said next time oh. we play each other, which I we found out it was going to be in the regular season. You said you would make the stakes happen. So last time I played the stakes out, it's your turn this time. Okay, well, uh, well, like I said, uh, I think the way we'll do it here, uh, like I said, we will name our scores uh, as to, of course, what we think uh, each, of course, obviously, J.D. is going to root for Pittsburgh, and I will definitely be rooting for Carolina. 
Uh, of course, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to just name us. I was going to, we're going to name a final, just in our personal opinions, as to what is, I mean, that may not exactly be this, but whoever comes close on either side, uh, hmm. Let's see, that is a very interesting, uh, a very, a very interesting point of view here, indeed. Uh, well, well, <laughs> um, he sure knows how to jiggle the jellybeans. <laughs> okay, no, oh, Ronald Reagan impression. Uh, well, let me see here. Uh, let me walk over here for a minute and do something here while I'm, well, then I'll be, I'm thinking here. Uh, let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, let's see. You got to walk naked outside. What's that? Oh. I'd say you're going to walk naked outside if she leaves. Yeah. <laughs> In 30 degree weather, there's a spot. You said, did, you, did, you, did you think he had to come on the show naked? Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh! Oh, my Lord. Showing off the Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm taking this fun. JD, I'm taking I'm joking. Uh, uh, oh God, that was terrible. <laughs> that was absolutely terrible. Uh, oh dear Lord. Uh, well, mm. oh God. Oh my, oh my Lord. There's a big gas cloud here in the studio. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, you know, this is the first time I'm a little, little bamboozled here about about what what, what we, we should do. If I okay, let's just say put it this way: if I if I come close, if if the final actual final score comes close to my prediction, yeah. Okay, okay, well, okay then. Uh, mm, Next, okay. Oh, hold on. I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I got. It. I got it right here. I got it right here. The next time that JD is involved in a match on Wrestling Championship Challenge. Yes. I'm not sure when that will be. What? What? Or still trying to get that worked out. Okay. But the next time you're involved in a match, I choose your theme song. Okay, that works. That's fine. 
okay and now and now if you come close to the if your if your score comes to the to close to the actual final then I guess what I will do is uh, um, um, you know what? You know, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Okay, I got an idea. I'm gonna do this. Then, um, then, right, then, then, starting the next Tuesday night, on Revolution, you will look through all of the groups that we've got on Facebook. Yeah, you will choose where the live video feed will be for next Tuesday's episode of Revolution. Okay. I'm willing to accept that. That's fine with me. I'll game on. Okay. All right then. So I guess well, I guess might as well go ahead and JD. You you may write this. You may write these down. Um, might as well go ahead and just do it. Do it right now while we have a couple moments. Bonzi, I did. I already wrote it down. I've, I already wrote it down. Yep. Done. Okay. Well, well I'm gonna I'm gonna give give you my prediction for the score. I mean, you, you okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I say the final will be and finds your witness to all this. Okay, we need we need a witness and we need to be the witness. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, okay, Carolina will, and with all due respect to JD and Fonzie, Carolina will whip Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the only time we'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thirty to ten. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay, now you know All right. All right. Well, Cam has been hot. McCaffrey's been caught too. You got Luke Kigley, one of the best linemen in the country. Uh, it's going to be a sh- it's going to be a tight one, I feel. But if the Steelers play real good with their run game, uh, Caroline's, uh D's going to have to really clamp on Brown. Watch out for Schuster, Ben. Uh, got a little dinged last week, but he still did halfway decent. I'm going to go closer. Pittsburgh 28, Carolina's 24. It's going to be a close, Ooh. close game. The spread's at four, and I think Pittsburgh covers the spread at four. Somehow, somehow, it's going to be a tight game, I feel. Okay. All right. Well, our scores are locked in. Our predictions are locked in. And, the, and we'll and be updating you about the night tomorrow. We'll pack on that, too. Excellent. So that we'll definitely be watching out on the game between Carolina and Pittsburgh here. Of course, JD now have a have, have a healthy bet here. And of course, as I will say, as I said before, if in fact I if I come close to the to if my final comes close to the actual final, then then <clears throat> then I would let's see what what did, what did I say? Yes, then I will choose JD's theme song. The next time he has a match on Wrestling Championship Challenge. However, if JD, if, J, if JD uh, comes, if, if the final that JD just predicted comes close to the actual final that takes place tomorrow night, <clears throat> then he will get to choose the group where we will do the next. We will do the live video feed 
for next Tuesday's edition of Revolution. Yes. And of course, we've already, we've already named the stakes and all that. Uh, uh, I'm going to have a London world. Uh, JD's going to have a filet mignon. And Fonzie's, Fonzie's going to give a big old T-bone. Okay. On that note here, folks, uh, good luck to JD on, on the wager. Uh, um, it will be a very good game for us indeed. Uh, we're being played in Pittsburgh as well, as JD did just said as well. So thank you very much there. On that note here, folks, we do thank you here for listening here tonight to episode 582 of WWS Revolution. I do want to thank the Iceman, Jared DiGiolamo, also the human sequence machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Party. I also want to thank, of course, our uh, two folks that did, did pop on, of course, to uh, episode 582. Uh, Captain Dave Spieler and Clinton Blake Myers. Also, I apologize to the Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach. She did make it on as well. Uh, didn't, and I apologize for not seeing that beforehand, but we do, do thank her for coming on here as well. And just to let you know, Anne is a 2016 Hall of Famer and also a multiple title holder in our trivia series. And, and she will, and of course, she'll have a she'll have some she'll have a uh, a good match this Saturday night against Bobby for the AAA US Mega Championship on Wrestling Championship Challenge. Revolution episode 582, with a belch, by the way, is a broadcast of the, <laughs> of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you in the ring. And as always, here in the WWUS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone. And have a terrific evening. We'll talk at you tomorrow night for a, the uh, special edition of Outside the Ropes. And also, and also of course, uh, NWO Wolfpack at 9 o'clock with our live video feed from DXUS. Are you ready? This has been the WCWS radio network. <laughs>